Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel. I'm coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. What a great guest today. We have Christoph Paul, a.k.a. Mandy DeSandra. Christoph Paul is an author who also writes under the pen name Mandy DeSandra. You may recognize that name, Mandy DeSandra, recently from, uh, it's quite a viral sensation. Uh, Mandy DeSandra wrote a book called Kurt Cameron and the Crocoduck of Chaos Magic. I'm going to guess if you are a fan of this show and uh, say we know each other in real life, you're also probably like me, not a big fan of Kurt Cameron. Let's just go ahead and say fuck that guy. And if you're like, why? Go look him up online. Just type in Kurt Cameron Crocoduck and uh, watch some of his evolution videos and bananas and yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. We're here to talk about Christoph Paul. Christoph Paul is in a really interesting state where this thing is going viral, and he, he, he's not kidding. Uh, if you just type him in, Kurt Cameron Crocoduck or Christopher Paul or Mandy DeSandra into Google, uh, he's been interviewed by Vice, Jezebel, Huffington Post, and a bajillion other outlets. I was able to catch up with him when, on a media blitz, and he was nice enough to come on to this. I, I really recommend that you uh, kind of explore... His work, buy this book on Amazon. He's got a great podcast called The Passion of Christoph. His website is just ChristophPaulAuthor.com. All of the links will be right in the bottom. You can also follow him on Twitter at ChristophPaul underscore Mandy De- at Mandy DeSandra on Twitter. The books, all, a lot of it, you know, you can find all the stuff on ChristophPaulAuthor.com. He's written some other books and just a, one rad dude. Uh, so this is our second erotica guest Love. You can go back and listen to Blue Carson if you're interested. Uh, she wrote a uh, erotica book uh, about tales of erotica about about Disney World, and uh, it's a great episode, worth checking out. And uh, I so I this is such I thing I love about this podcast. I make it, so of course I love it. But uh, I, I normally the the episodes week to week don't really have like a thread. They don't really connect to each other. So uh, la- the episode before this really released was Sean Cologne. He is the director of a documentary that will be coming out about a Fat Rack Records, a record label that I fucking love, right? And then now uh, we have Mandy DeSandra, or Christopher Paul, rather, or Christopher, you know. They have an erotica book that I happen to read about on the internet on uh, Huffington Post or Jezebel or something about erot- a bizarre erotica about Kirk Cameron. Those episodes don't make any sense next to each other, but hey, they're there. Also, we were going to have a bonus episode on Thursday with uh, my old friend of mine, Ashley. And on Monday, we're going to continue the theme of erotica. We're going to have the authors of Time Bangers. Uh, do a little research ahead of time. Find them on Twitter at Time Bangers. Uh, they have a... Basically, it's two nerdy ladies travel through time to sleep with historical figures. Uh, it comes out at the in about two days. So it'll be out by the time this comes out. Anyhow, make sure you check out ChristophPaulAuthor.com. Find us on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. Facebook.com slash Let's Us Chat. Our email is Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. And please check out our wonderful podcast network, The Misfits Network. You could tweet or Facebook our links, Reddit if you read it, or Tumblr, or any, any other social medias I don't use. You guys want to hook us up? That'd be great. Feel free to leave us a review on the old iTunes. I got nothing else for you. Let's just uh, let's get to it. I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to raw jeans, Brucey B, get your brain Funk, master flex, love, bump, star, ski Thanks for coming on, man. This is exciting. I Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. 
it, well, it's funny is because I've followed uh, Christoph Paul on Twitter for a while, and I've actually really liked that Twitter account. And I had no idea that you Thanks. and uh, Mandy were the same person. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, that's fucking cool. This makes so much more sense. A lot of people have, you know, there's been some people that, that knew it. I, I try to, like, keep a lot of the bizarro writers in the loop. But, yeah, I just was, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I've i done a, a prior thing as Mandy DeSandra. I wrote more of a, just a straight erotica thing. I wrote about masking, <laughs> which is a fetish of men that like to dress up as dolls. And I wrote a story about that. And I was like, oh, that was that was cool. That wasn't so bad. And then I just got this idea, and I'm like, I'm going to have Mandy DeSandra write this story. This this is not a Christoph Paul story, and it kind of was a, a little bit of both, and, and <laughs> here it is. It's like I'm, you're, you're like my 20th – I mean, it's just been nuts. I've never – I've had probably – I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years, and I probably had more interview and press – this week than I had in the last 10 years. So, oh, yeah. that's, it's incredible, man. It is, man. It's, it's, it is. So I wonder, cause like, uh, my brother-in-law's girlfriend is, uh, uh, not a professional writer, but she writes erotica as well. Yeah. And then she writes other stuff. And then she has like, she's in school for something completely different, mm-hmm. but she was telling me that most erotica writers do use pen names. Yes. And, and, and then my brother-in-law also writes fan fiction. So he said he even uses a pen name for that. Cause it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just the culture. I was like, but what I thought was interesting was for you is because uh, I know most of the time women change her name to be men's names for sales, but you kind of went the other way with that. You know, I, I've learned I, I have a history with the porn industry. I've not done porn myself, but when I was in school, I managed a porn store, and you know, I learned a lot of like interesting things. Um, and you know, I was studying writing. And I learned that, like, I noticed women like to read porn and men like to watch it. That's a generalization. That's not a total truth. But I I noticed that. And it's just, you know, unless – I just think a woman name sounds better. And and, and also it's just a persona. I like this idea of Mandy DeSandra. She worked at the Department of Labor. I actually once worked at the Department of Labor. So it was kind of a fun – it was like a way to act, I guess. Well, I viewed it as a character when I heard you talking yeah. about the recent episode. I'm like, oh, my God. It made me love this even more. I was like, yes, this interview is going to be so fucking amazing. I am it's, so fascinated by totally this. It's totally a character. Like, she has a real backstory to me. Like, she got her heart broken by a guy named Trevor, who was a total douchebag. Fucking Trevor. He owns a yacht. He's a total asshole. You know, he's really shitty. And he, he Mandy will have an interview. I can't say with who, but it's, it's Trevor's favorite magazine, so he's going to be very mad. He's going to be very hurt. Um... <laughs> And, you know, Mandy's just, you know, she works at the Department of Labor in the day. Then she does her erotica at night. She, uh, you know, she's a sports fan. She likes the Washington Redskins. Uh, she's a swinger. She's she's in a relationship, but she swings. And uh, she enjoys gardening and uh, cheese. She's a big cheese fan. Well, who doesn't like cheese? So that's yeah. just fair. Yeah. Right. So how much of the is using, like, a pen name slash – like as an actor you mentioned it as like a method actor are you like just working out some of your own shit in some of this stuff i'm sure of it i mean that's <laughs> or, you know i i'm a i'm a kooky crazy writer you know so this is like totally normal to me i mean so a lot of people are like are you nuts and i'm like no nah, i'm just this is you know uh, this is for certain stories i want to be mandy desandra and you know i notice like there's a different energy when i'm like all right i'm writing a story with mandy desandra like I was saying too, like in it, it, Croc- the Crocodile of Chaos Magic, you know, the Kirk Cameron story, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like I write some crazy stuff myself, but 
you know, once Cheese Jesus got involved and there was sex with Cheese Jesus, it was like, whoa, this this is this is crazy. So, you know, being Mandy DeSandra, she she doesn't care. She's just like, motherfucker, I'm here. I'm gonna write what I want, and I'm just I don't care. And I have that to an extent, but not as much as Mandy DeSandra. She she goes all the way. Well, I always hear like Larry David talking about that. They're like, I've seen interviews with him. It's like, which is the real Larry David? And he's yeah. like, incredible enthusiasm. I'm just doing the things I want to do, but I'm too afraid of. Yes, and I, I, I love that show. By the way, that's one of my favorite shows. Oh, that, that's true. It's painful. I, I love it, but like, it's painful. Get, yes. By like episode three in a row, I get like an anxiety attack. I got to turn it off, but I fucking love it. I think that just means you're a healthy individual. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you see you see the thing happening, and you're like, oh, Larry. Oh, uh, no, no, yeah. Don't just... don't yell at the little girl singing happy birthday. But it's... Yeah. <laughs> he just does it. Yeah, no, there's, there's some truth to that. What's fiction, what's not. I mean, you have that as, I think, as a modern-day writer, you know. I, I mean, we all have to fucking do social media. I have a love-hate with social media. I really do love it, and at the same time, I hate it because it's like, you know, I, a lot of writers, I think, are, are like to be in solitude, and I like extremes. Um, but, you know, it's part of your personality now. You know, the, I think that the day of the writer just <laughs> being locked up and he could just send it to his agent and make a million dollars, I just don't think that, that that's going to happen anymore. You know? Be, uh, like you said, a personality. You got to be a, you got to get your face out there, your name out there. You got to. People forget about you pretty quick, yeah. or it's perceived that people forget I, about you pretty I'm quick. Gonna, I'm all, I just started working on my second, you know, or I guess it'd be our third. I'm just starting the, the second, you know, Bizarro Erotica by Mandy. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but you just finished the first one, and then, I mean, can you, you the, the the insanity of it, it's like, this became like a huge-ass news story. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've never met anyone who's gone through anything viral, so I'm just curious what this experience has been like for you. It's, it's fucking weird. It's awesome. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, this is terrible. I mean, it was, I mean, this is a design. I mean, I've, I've wanted a breakout book for, you know, when I started writing. And to have that, it's funny that it's this, you know, and I didn't even approach it. I, I basically was like, okay, I want to write uh, a, a a sequel to a novella I'd done called Great White House. And I was like, you know, I want to do like a fun novelette to just get myself warmed up. It's been a while since I've done a novella. Let me, let me get, you know, my muscles warmed up. And I just did this for fun. I edited it and I put it out. I'm like, all right. And then I just started Great White House the next day, not, not thinking this was going to be some big viral sensation. And then, you know, it just, it just spread like a virus. I, I, I feel like it's slowly dying down, but not too much. And, and I know there's going to be an, another news story, and unless something crazy happens, I will come out with with a big news, you know, organization, and it'll just keep, you know, I'm doing this. I have another. It's just going to kind of keep going. So I'm kind of just milking my 15 minutes of fame. Oh, as you should, man. As you, you know, should. Uh, I feel like I'm using it for good. I'm trying to promote my favorite genre, which I'm a part of, uh, Bizarro Fiction. I'm hoping this, you know, I think it's like a, a, a well-kept secret of, of awesome fiction of this century. And I hope it, you know, if it gets some people to look up who Carlton Mellick is or Kevin Donahue uh, with Eraserhead Press or, you know, Bizarro Pulp Press, you know, I, I, I did my duty, you know. So oh, it, that's like the same thing I felt like um, with like music because like I came I'm, I'm I grew up in Connecticut but I live in Rhode yeah. Island now but I was like super into the punk scene when I was younger but like mm-hmm. you know sometimes so you gotta find that first bit, like you know you might find like a really big pop band like I don't know like All American Rejects but if they yeah. can turn you on to like the movie life or something exactly. that 
You know what I mean? You got to start off with something to work yeah. your way down. You, My... you, you can't, you know, it's like drugs. You can't, <laughs> a bad metaphor, but you can't, you know, you can't start with heroin right away. You need some, you know, some decent pot, you know? And yeah. I'm, I'll be the pot. I have no problem being the pot or, or the Green Day. Or, or... Yeah, that was a way better example, Green Day. I should have used yeah. Green Day. I don't know why I went with All American Rejects. I drew a blank. I'm like, they're not yeah, that big. I got you. Uh, yeah, Green, you know, Green Day kind of did that for a while. Yeah, of... I mean, you find Green Day, then you find Lookout Records, and then you kind of backtrack. I relate to Green Day in a lot of ways because it's like Green Day is such a great rhythm section. Like the drummer and the bassist are, are fucking brilliant, and uh, Billy, he, Billy, was it Billy Armstrong? He's yeah, Billy Joel, oh. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong, I think is his he's name. not I a think. Good, he's not a good musician at all, but he's a good songwriter. And he has yeah. a great band backing him up. And it's just, I kind of relate to that. I'm not the greatest writer by any means. Uh, I'm really, I'm funny. And I'm good at storytelling. I'm good at plot and structure. So, you know, if this gets people to look at, like, better bizarre writers, uh, more power to it, and I get paid, I'm, I'm living in heaven. You know, that's how I feel about this whole thing. So, yeah. You seem to have a good, like, comedic sense between, like, your work and, like, listening to the podcast. So, like, is comedy, like, a hobby or something you've done? Yeah, I mean, even when I was in a band, there's funny. I just saw. Um, speaking of punk, uh, you ever heard of the Hard Times? Have you seen that I new site? Fucking love that site. Yes, me so too. I love much. it. My favorite headline is like, "Area Man will give up shitty job to tour with unknown band." Yes. <laughs> yes. I've like I've known so many for for merch or something like that, and I was like, I've known so many of those people. Like it was like, I'm gonna quit yeah. this bartending job to go on tour to merch for this band. Time. I was in bands for a while, not punk necessarily. It was like, I guess more like the Stooges, the Stooges, like rock bands like that, like proto-punk. But there was one that said, frontman is trying out his stand-up material on stage. And that's what I would do. I would like, I never actually did stand-up comedy, but I would use like playing, my, my drummer would always like have to fix his kit. So I do like a minute of stand-up in between songs. So, oh, but God. yeah, I love comedy. I was like, damn, I'm actually better at this in some ways than my <laughs> my songs. But I, I I just like you know I approach sometimes writing. I, I can approach it as a stand up comedian, at least with flash fiction, not with longer stuff. But um, well, I mean, I love comedy. I love the, comedy. Uh, what is it? The, the book Mandy wrote. Uh, I mean, you you're using Kirk Cameron. I'm assuming yeah. uh, from from what I've learned of you is the it's because fuck that guy. And it's very pro LGBT community. Yeah. And, but that's hilarious because he's like the perfect like, even PC people like the PC culture won't yes. give you crap for Kurt Cameron because no. no, he's a piece of not. he's a fucking nut job. He's a nut job. I mean, he's basically like he's a you know. And I loved Growing Pains. <laughs> yeah, we all did, right? We but I heard, but it. like, what yeah. a. So I work in fucking behavioral health, so I don't like to use the word nut job. Yeah, no, I and I and I used it because I fucking hate that guy that much. Yeah, I don't hate him. I just feel like it's sad. Like I, I almost I'm past hate, and I'm just more like in the depression stage. Of yeah, five like oh come on, dude, you really believe this stuff? Like I, you're like, not disproving evolution with a banana to me. No, you know what it is? It's like he's one of these like young kids who got famous so fast. I don't think he knew how to like deal with it on an existential level, and it's like he joined like really really right-wing christian it's like a cult for him you know and he's just gone nuts with it he's you know when you're trying to prove evolution through bananas and crocodiles like you lost your fucking mind you, you don't have it anymore i mean you know? like what yeah. 
Yeah, so him that guy I never watched the Two and a Half Men. That kid did the same thing, and you know I don't I don't blame someone for feeling lost, right? Like sometimes it goes the other way. You have all the money and all this fame and the complete isolation, and but yeah, Kirk Cameron, but he just he's so awful to homosexuals and different races, and he's just too. He's so offensive. And, and he's a dick, and I'm an atheist, but I don't care yeah. if you make fun of us. But then when you make a movie called Saving Christmas, and like, come on, <laughs> no, Kurt Kramen saves so Christmas. Yeah. Oh, he, my God. And then you insult us by using, and I love Ska, so he made Ska look bad. So I didn't like, know. I yeah, didn't know Ska. There's a preview in it, and there's, I don't know. that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back up a second. Kirk Cameron is involved with Ska? In the preview for Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas, I think they oh, use, wait. like, a Ska song. Yes, that's right. That is correct. A lot of ska, a lot of Christian kids love Ska. That was, yeah. like, a thing. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not a Ska guy. It's no one, one, no one is. It's okay. There's a few of us left. Yeah, I, it's just the one genre I never got into. Yeah. I think the only Ska song I liked, I like, there's some guy who's, he made remixes of, like, every song but made it ska he did like a, a ska remix of marilyn manson and yeah, i was like that's why I, I like that but, was, like, but yeah he's i mean kirk cameron's a fucking nut yeah it, it was just you know it was kind of like the way it all went down was there's there's you know and it, it's a good lesson for people be good to your fans you know so i'm, I'm friendly with the she's a fan she's really into the bizarro and her name's ray she's a cool crazy chick and um, you see, she's you know always on social media, and she posted a picture of Kurt Cameron with a picture with him with a crocodile, and he just looked ridiculous. And I, I remembered the interview, and I'm like, wait a second, you know, because I thought of all the dinosaur. There's all these dinosaur erotica books. I'm like, has anyone wrote like done a thing about Kurt Cameron hooking up with a crocodile? And I googled it right away, and I just looked. I looked through Amazon. I'm like, holy shit, I am writing this. I just like I have to write this. You know, I was I was like I didn't plan on, you know, I wanted to start the Great White House. I'm like, no, I'm going to do this for Great White House. I just need to write this. doesn't matter if it does well or not. I just need to do this. And, yeah, that that's pretty much how how it got started, because it's just like, why not? You know, then the whole pray the gay away <laughs> camp. Oh, and yeah, I mean, he's creationist. That was the word I was looking for before. Yes. Uh, and a crocodile. If, and case, so, can you explain what a crocodile is to anyone listening? Because I didn't yeah. know what it was until I saw your book cover. I was like. Huh. And then I had to look it up to find out that it's not real. Yeah, when people learn about it, they like this even more, which I, which I, which makes me very happy. He he basically went on. I think it was Fox News. Well, who else would have him? I mean, let's just, yeah. Who let's else just get this have... out of the way right now. I agree. Come on. And he just said, you know, if evolution was real, there would be fossils of a crocodile. And he showed a picture, and he was trying to be like funny or whatever. And I actually, um, they actually did find a crocodile. It's a uh, a fossil or something. But it just was like a ridiculous thing. It just like just shows his, you know, that I remember him and uh, Ray Comfort like saying, you know, God exists because of the banana. It's just like such <laughs> ridiculous logic. And, and that's the thing. It's like these guys are saying shit like this, but then they're, they're giving these reasons why gay marriage is bad and why homosexuality is wrong. Like you're you're saying, you know, you're using a banana to defend your morality. Like I'm not you know, you need to get you need to get fucked with. Like, a little phallic symbol for your uh, morality, yeah. Kirk Cameron. You know, so it just like they they had it coming. You know, <laughs> they had it coming. Like Kirk Cameron had it coming. Uh, I think it's. I mean, I love that. You know, if you Google Kirk Cameron now, the book comes up. 
Oh, that's so great. So it's because it's really the viralness. I don't th- I don't think he's going to say anything or do anything because, I mean, I would love it. I would. I mean, he could try to sue me. Cause oh, I, how I, great would that be? I mean, because I, I know my I know I'm legally fine and it would just, you know, it would help me in book sales and it, it would just yeah. make this whole thing even better. But I don't I think he's actually I think his his money managers are smart enough to say, no, don't do a damn thing. I think that's what's going on right now, because I'm pretty sure. He knows. Yeah, we could start a campaign to try to get him to protest you. I would I'd welcome it. I think, I, you know, th- I think this thing is like. I think unless he does something before the end of July, I just don't see it happening. I think it has like about eight more days uh, of this. And then, you know, I think Kirk Cameron will move along and, you know, I'm probably going to put the next book out. I I just like, all right, I have about a a three week window, you know, because people people kind of, you know, they forget. And but, you know, who knows? Like a thing like this could just keep circling and circling. You don't know. When stuff goes viral, I think like. The big internet, like I'll call it, like reacts immediately, and that's there yeah. for three weeks. But like the individual, like the smaller counterculture, like that that will it will stick around in that regards for a while. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, it will. Yeah. It's it's interesting. But you were like HuffPo, Jezebel, fucking, you're everywhere, and I'm like, I, I just love hearing you talk because you seem so like calculated about it, and you're just like aware <laughs> of it. You're like, I, I know am. what's happening. Like. Yeah. No, I. I love I, that you're I, riding the wave, and you have. And yeah. to be an artist, you have to have a good business sense. Yes. Right? I mean, I, I I'm very big on that. I I mean, it's cool too because this is open doors. Like now, if I I actually I'm not proud that I that I wrote this book, but you know, a lot of people are like, dude, you've been very successful with Twitter. I don't like doing it. Can you teach me how? And I got that asked like by about thirty writers. So I finally just wrote like a fucking. It's lame, but I wrote like the least lame possible uh, how to do Twitter book. So, you know, that will come out. Cause like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm a big fan of music and writing and, you know, independent movies. And I'm just like the way things are in the digital age, it's, we, we, you got to find a way to get noticed. You have to find a way to, to get your work to influential people. And, you know, this was a good example of how, how it can happen. I would like to say I was this was I totally knew this was gonna happen, but I'd be bullshitting you. But I did the things I was supposed to do. I made sure to, you know, just get into the right eyes. You know, I have enough Twitter of falling that it, it did go viral. I mean, I used two Twitter streams, mine and Mandy's. And uh it just, you know, this was really through Twitter. You know, it just shows all you Facebook people <laughs> In your face, Twitter. No. Oh my God! The day that um the Supreme Court ruled in favor of same-sex marriage, I was off from work, so I'm at home by myself. I don't have cable. Yeah. I'm looking at Facebook. Nothing. 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 Like ah, cool. And then I pop on Twitter, and all of a sudden Twitter's erupting about all the news of Supreme Court. I go back to Facebook. Nothing. 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 And then Twitter is exploding at least 15 minutes prior to Facebook. That's that's everything, right? I mean, that's yeah. That I mean, Twitter is. I I was such a fool. I held off on Twitter for so long for the show, too. and then it's the best tool. It's so fucking awesome when you do it right. And now we'll have a book that you wrote that we could read and know how to do it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be out there. I mean, it's just I really love it because like, you find. I mean, the Rachel uh, Dolzel thing happened too. Like, you have, I found that out through Twitter, and then like two days later, like people on Facebook. You know, I, I like that. I like being. I like it because it's more. Um, it's just more democratic. Like I just, you know, everybody's in the same boat. I like that where Facebook is there. I'm all about being inclusive. I hate 
exclusive things, and yeah. I, that's my one complaint with Face. It's, it's everybody's trying to be exclusive, and I, I think it's just bad. I, I want to be, I want to know how different groups are thinking. You know, mm. that's just that's just my thing. So. No, it's great. Have you gotten any like word up from anyone like more known in your community or like celebrity status? getting to hear about this book because i feel like you know, this must have reached some higher ups a few writers uh you know um i actually consulted with with one i'm like what do i do he I, i'll give him you know i don't think he cares uh he's been a kind of a nice mentor to like bizarro writers uh brian Keane. he wrote the rising in 2003 his big big horror hit and he's just been pumping out really good horror novels for a long time and i talked to him like what to do so i wasn't sure like I mean, when I got this interview with you, I'm like, do I, you know, use a girl's voice? What do I do with this? I don't really want to do that. I'm not into, like, faking something. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, no, you just got to, like, this is your pen name. Just come out, you know, tell people you're, you're Christoph Paul and you write as Mandy DeSandra and just keep doing it. So, you know, he that was cool of him and some other people. Uh, Joe Clifford, he's not, you know, he, some, some more, some definitely higher up writers. I loved, this is my favorite thing. I, I showed it to, um, oh, shit, uh, Chuck Wendig. And he actually used it as a blurb. He's like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, can, I, can that be my blurb? And he, and he said, yes. So, That's amazing. It's, it's a weird thing, you know. I mean, I think with communities, it's like, this is definitely not the ideal with exposure for bizarro fiction but you know i'm a pragmatist i'm just like hey i i think any exposure is better than no exposure so yeah i think overall it's been a good thing and i think you know i think a lot of writers feel different things some think it's awesome they, they think it's beautiful that i wrote this in a week <laughs> you, you wrote know? that that book in a week I wrote it in a week. Well, I outlined it for a week, then I wrote it for a week. That's kind of my process. I'm a big outliner, and I just I wrote it in a week, Jeez. then, I, and that was it. Yeah. Oh my god! Is, is is writing like your professional job? Job is like is that how you make you living? I've tried. Um, there were moments where it has. I mean, this this week it, it's you know it, I, I've done freelance editing. Uh, I'm in school right now. Um, so grad I'm, school or undergrad? Grad school. I'm MFA. Doing, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm. I want to get a job. With, oh, smart. <laughs> so no, I'm. Um, I won't say what it is, just because yeah. I like to keep some things private. But yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like something I'll actually get paid for. So that's yeah. why I'm doing it online. So I, I'm doing that and freelancing, and um, you know, I, and hopefully this could, you know, as I'm in school, uh, this would be a great job just to write more bizarre erotica because this is actually like this is the first time I've made a living writing i mean and i've done five other books and you know i've gotten paid i've made money i've sold books but not like this you know not like this so we'll see yeah making money in art is like it's very hard i get, i respect anyone who could do it you know and i actually want to say something about this because like i and now i have a i think a lot of us a lot of writers we have this like do or die all or nothing thing and you know, some of us are taught, like, you have to go for it all. Like, you don't even, like, quit your day job and just, you have to make this your day job. And I actually appreciate that sentiment, but it's just not realistic. And I, I stopped doing that about a year ago because it was just really depressing me because I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm not able to do this. You know, I tried, I saved up money so I could try, and it just really messed my writing up. I, I think, I think playing for money is good. You just have to do it in different goals. Like, my goals now are, like, I want this to pay for my cons, like go to writer cons. Like I'm going to a writer con tomorrow. And um, 
you know, so that, that I've reached that goal. And next, I'd like, I want to make like what a guy at McDonald's will make, you know, in a year with my writing, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, you got to have goals with it, but you can't just be like, yeah, I'm, I quit my job and I'm going to, you know, make a teacher salary writing. It's, it's not going to happen unless you like write a real, real breakout book. Not even the crocoduck. It's not going to give you that kind of money. Or if you have parents that will uh, fund your entire life for you. Yeah, that's good too if you can have that. You know, yeah. school, school's all right. You can go back to that helps. You get you get some money, but you have to pay that back. Yeah, but, that's yeah, true. You um, you know, it's a it's a combination of factors. But yeah, I mean, this would be great if I could just you know not even have to freelance and just do this you know full time. I I mean, while I'm in school, that I I'm in heaven. But you know, I don't plan on that happening just yet. Yeah, one. I had a, a great author on here. Sadly, he never got posted for some technical difficulties, which was really bummed me out. But he, he, his name was Mike Sachs. He wrote a uh, poking the dead frog about it was like a comedy book. But his his dream was always to be a writer. What you, kind of what you said, but uh, he had this so pragmatic. He's like, well, I just took the uh, two stream approach. Right? I think he works for like Vanity Fair, like as an editor or something of that nature, and then writes books on the side. He's like. You know, your passion can always be your passion, and it's not always going to be your job job. He's like, I can make some money off the book, and then I have a wife, and I have a kid, and I have a great life and a job I like, and I still get to write. And, like, I, I, I think that's the thing about passions. Like, I mean, it's just – the it's just I mean, I think everyone should pursue them, but you just have to understand not everyone not everyone becomes Stephen King, right? There's... It's a gray area, you know, and do, do things in stages. I'm, I'm all about, like – evolution not like crazy revolution you know i think it's good to have that goal to to one day get paid finance but that's going to take a lot of fucking years so yeah you gotta you gotta pay uh for your rent and and, yeah and and stuff you know just doing something that you know and i've had all types of crazy jobs i did work for the department of labor i've worked for fucking radio shack that was awful kmart i mean i i was a sign twirler you know, as a writer, I've had some crazy jobs. I, I managed a porn store. That was probably my best job, even though it wasn't the best paying. Uh, so, yeah, and I freelanced. I've, I've worked on some books that are awful. I don't even want to go into that. You know, so it's, yeah, it's just you find you find ways. I mean, now what I'm doing to school for is, like, something I actually want to do. I'm about a, about a year left. So, you know. That's great. Yeah. I, I, so how, what can you kind of talk about how you got the idea of this Kurt Kramen thing? Was there like a moment where you saw him on TV and you're like, fuck that guy? Or was it just like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just like a combination of stuff. I mean, I saw the picture of him with the crocodile and I'm like, this needs to be an erotica book, like Kirk Cameron and the crocodile. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to have chaos magic in it. And I, I have to be honest with you. Um, my girlfriend is, we're, we're very different in our <laughs> spiritual beliefs. I, I, like you i am not a believer and she's she's into like really weird stupid new age stuff and (laughs) he likes like she's like she told me he's like i am into chaos magic and i'm just like that sounds fucking ridiculous this sounds like some bullshit like harry potter kids decided to practice when they grew up so um and i remember one time she's she's very we're, we're both very much exhibitionist like she likes to like uh you know, uh, she likes to, like, show photos of herself on fucking Facebook. And she's, like, part of a chaos magic group. And she, like, showed lewd photos of herself. And she says she was just supposed to be, like, editing my work. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm, I'm bringing chaos magic to the chaos magic group. And I'm like, no, you're not. This is, this is bullshit. So it was, like, almost a way for me to, like, make fun of my girlfriend at the same time, which was really great in chaos magic. 
that was part of, that was part of the influence and uh the Kirk Cameron thing just kind of came together I thought of the uh the pray the gay away camp like he I could see him like having a reality TV show like cuz I I still see him as a fame fucker and uh oh, oh god he's all ego right yeah. he's Kanye yeah. but on the other ver- but the other side Evangelical of it evangelical Kanye yeah uh, and I just you know the I like the, the the character JJ came to me that you know the idea of chaos magic that he would make you know, cheese Jesus appear and a cha- and a crocodile appear through chaos magic. It just kind of all came together in this crazy way. But yeah, it was just seeing that Facebook post of Kirk Cameron and crocodile. That was the seed. I mean, I got to give credit where credit was due. I wish I, I wish it just came to me, but I saw a picture and I'm just like, holy shit! I have the best like bizarro fiction erotica idea, and I wrote it. And I just went for it. I didn't even think twice. I just went for it. I'd never even heard of bizarro fiction until. Yeah. Uh... Until Sat- I met you. No, it's it, – I mean I went to a con. Uh, I mean I'm a, it's like I'm on tour this this last week. And like, you know, there's people and I asked like what they thought of Bizarro Fiction. And they're like, oh, we've done that in the 70s. That's just surrealism. And, you know, it's – it's um, it, it's yeah, I just – I don't know why. I mean it's a really great genre, but it's still, you know, it's like the genre no one's ever heard of. So hopefully like, you know – I mean, one of my favorite writers, she just got published uh, through a random house uh, press called Hydra, called Cl- the Carlton Mellick, uh, called Clownfellas. So I think it's on a rise. I mean, the, the Mandy thing really went viral, you know, so that's another type of bizarro fiction. Bizarro fiction, I think, just is genre. I like the term genre fuckers. It just kind of takes a genre and, you know, throws it on its head and makes it really weird and fun and playful, you know, using uh, David Lynch, South Park, kind of these high and low things together. So oh, I love I love South Park so much. Yeah, me too. I mean, I basically my thing was like I want to like have South Park for books. That's kind of like what mm. what dream was. So Bizarro fit very well. I I kind of found I went through a period where I just was like hating reading books and that's a bad thing for a writer. Yeah. And I I read, you know, Carlton Mellick and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is fucking great. Where has this been my life?" And then you know, I just it gave me a new love for reading. I still read other books. I, I love horror. I love you know even some decent literary fiction. But Bizarro kind of got my passion and juices flowing for for reading again. So yeah, it's a great genre. I hope more people read it. That's awesome. And you were uh, you were were you just up in Rhode Island for a con of some sort? Yeah, it was called. Um, uh, it's a Northeastern Writers Conference. It's called Camp, Camp Nikon. And yeah, it was cool. I had a really good time. I saw some uh I saw some old faces and new faces. It was an awesome con. I'm definitely gonna go again. I always I live in Rhode Island, so I was like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know no I didn't know you even had one of those. Yeah. It's That's a good, awesome. good time. That's so great. Um well thank well thank you uh so much for coming on, man. This has oh, been man, so thank much fun. You. Thank you for having me. Oh, um yeah, so where can people find your work, your online presence and everything? You can um you for for the book you can just go just Go Kirk Cameron Erotica. Google that on Amazon, just because I think it's funny to do it that way, because it will come up if you if you if you search just Kirk Cameron Erotica, the book will come up first, which I think is great. Um, but you can find me on ChristophePaulAuthor.com. Uh, I'm going to set up a website for Mandy DeSandra at MandyDeSandra.com. That's in the future. But uh, myself and her are both on Twitter. Um, you know, just use our names. And, uh, you know, if you want to friend me on Facebook, that's cool, too. I'm more of a Twitter guy. But, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much open to everybody. As long, you know, as long as you don't hate gay people, black people, or, you know, Jews, uh, I'll probably be cool with you. You know, 
So you can reach out to me and, and yeah, you know, that, that's pretty much the deal. And yeah, man, thanks for having me on.